0: Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again this uh, Tuesday morning or whenever you're listening to it. Uh, Remember, Light Files episodes come out every other Tuesday, um, and be sure to... Rate, subscribe, like all the things, tell a friend, and thank you so much for uh, being a part of this little community. So, I am going to dive right in and we're going to see how this goes today. (laughs) You would think, after goodness, uh, nearly two years of podcasting, I would, you know, not get nervous anymore, but I totally do sometimes. This one's going to be a little um, off the cuff because uh, I'm going to just go a little in-depth in in, um, what's been going on around my world, in my world, um, business speaking, of course. So as y'all know, I uh, own an independent lighting showroom in Savannah, Georgia, and I also am on the board of directors and am a founding member of the Lighting Showroom Association um both 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 things can be time consuming projects. everything is like done out of like passion and love and I really adore both of my jobs very much um one of them is a volunteer job and one I get paid for. I'll let you guess which is which um but I love them both equally, but I have to say, um it has been and and I'm sharing this because. I do enough, um, watching of, you know, uh, business shows and, uh, I follow enough entrepreneurs on social media and everything that I know a bunch of us go through these phases. So I'm just gonna share that right now, um, in the, over the past few weeks, um, I have felt like in this weird, like a stuck place um professionally um i have a, a f- several projects ongoing um i'm just having a hard time like getting them to the finish line um and this is across both of my jobs um and again they are things that i love and care about tremendously I love, um, my, uh, showroom business right now. Um, I could not ask for a better team. Uh, the store itself is as beautiful as it's ever looked. And if you've ever, um, seen my store, you know, that, you know, from the day the doors opened, it was a gorgeous space for, um, selling light fixtures and fans. Um, and it's, it's so stunning right now. So I, there's like so many, like, positive things, (laughs) but then I'm still kind of finding myself as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a business owner, as a manager, I'm finding myself like in this weird, like stuck holding pattern. Some of it I think is because of the general like economic news. Like I'm not quite sure which way to pivot. So, um, our business is located in the Southeastern United States. So a lot of things, um, sometimes are slower to happen here than like they might happen in the Midwest or New England or something. So like we, we always like whatever trend or curve or whatever's going on, like seems to come to us, uh, last, (laughs) uh, which can be good or bad. (laughs) But, um, so the housing market is still very strong here. I, um, I'm i amazed all the time at the number of houses going up for sale, like resales, houses going up for sale, half a million dollars and above. Um, they're going under contract within just a few days. I don't think we're in that time of things going, they're not selling above list price mostly, but it does appear that people are getting list price and they're you know, they're selling quick. Um, and these are, you know, properties like generally you would take a loan for, and I know everyone knows how terrible interest rates are for getting a mortgage right now. So like, it's this weird thing of, I hear all the broader economic news. I talk to people in other parts of the country and understand that maybe things aren't as great there as they are here, but it yeah, it's just like this weird holding pattern kind of thing. Um, our retail business, I will say, I haven't, um, fact checked this with other, um, showrooms in my part of the country. Um, but in, so this is just my own anecdotal one store evidence. Our retail business for the past few weeks has been down from what it was before. But then we had a week, like two weeks ago, we had a crazy busy week. And then a couple of quiet weeks and so who knows what's going to come after that. But, you know, normally a good tell for us in terms of like whether our retail traffic is going to be, you know, high or low or whatever is, you know, keeping an eye on like home sales and not just new home construction, but resales, because those are the people that usually end up being our retail customers, right? The people that are buying a new house, doing some renovations, doing some upfits to their new home. Um, So when resales are strong, um, our retail business also tends to be strong. Um, so those just go seem to go hand in hand for us. So it's just kind of weird that I'm seeing the resales continue to be strong, but our retail traffic has softened. So all of these things have kind of put me in this, like, like, I feel like I'm in suspended animation. <laughs> like I'm, going through the process every day, doing my job, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, but I'm not really sure to what end at this exact moment. I have a few projects that I think are going to be good for our business in terms of sales and growth, but I'm finding myself really hesitant to get in there and launch them. Like I'm feeling... Um yeah, I'm just feeling a bit of fear <laughs> honestly. And I know we all experience this through all of the conversations I have about uh lighting in our industry and through the LSA and the interactive 3D and AR program. I know that everyone in all levels of all sizes of the business definitely reaches this point where there's like a fear like do I do I invest and jump in? Or do I kind of lay back and see what's going on? And I've been in this position of like, let me just lay back. But I'm starting to think that I'm not doing myself any favors (laughs) by remaining in that like holding pattern thing. Um, I think maybe it's time to just take, tackle those fears head on and see what I can make of things, you know, no time like the present and all that fun stuff. It just is a real challenge when you're a a a small business owner, so many things can create such variability that it's it's hard to react to or it's hard to not worry if you're overreacting or underreacting. Like, how do I hit that sweet spot of doing what is needed exactly when and where? And I guess maybe the hard truth is that you're not going to get it right 100% of the time, no matter how much you want to. Um, And you just kind of end up in suspended animation. I could really I'm sure there's a better word, a more intelligent way to describe this feeling of like being stuck in not quite sure which which way to go next. Um but that's just the one that I keep coming up with. So this is where these moments of like not quite sure what to do. Sometimes they come and go pretty quick for me. Like maybe it's just a problem. I can't like wrap my head around. Um, but then I, you know, talk it through and, or work it through or do some internet research and I can get past it pretty quick. And sometimes these, um, moments of feeling stuck are, seem to go like much deeper. It's not just like a surface problem. It's like a, a deeper, I'm not quite sure which way to go problem. And, um, that's really where I have found so much value in the, like the networking component of the lighting showroom association. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you're a a showroom member of the LSA, we've created a Slack channel. I did a bunch of research before we did the the Slack. I think I've mentioned this before, like, um, basically forever in a day we have been looking for a way to replace the networking on Facebook i really don't know what it is about facebook it is sh- social networking we all have so many connections there um it would seem like just the easiest most natural place to create a private group for people to talk But like all that happens is people screenshot things. They send it left and right. It is just so like it becomes uh, an impossibility to moderate in a professional way. It's just so, so challenging. So like even some of the other groups I'm a part of, like I'm a part of a cruising group, right? Because y'all know I like to take my cruises. And um, so I'm a part of a cruising group and it has, I don't know tens of thousands of members. I'm going to say like 15,000 members. It could be a little off, but even that group, which is very well moderated. He does an excellent job. The moderator does, um, it's clearly passion for him. I don't know if the company gives him free trips, but I don't think so. I think he just does all this out of the kindness of his heart. But even he created a website to house like information and FAQs and tutorials and everything else because it was getting so difficult and it can be so toxic to do this on Facebook. Even for like a fun social group about cruising, (laughs) it can be challenging. So when you're trying to do this in a professional group and, um, talking about issues that actually have real life in implication for my own business. Like I'm not just like a moderator that's not invested in what's going on. I'm literally invested through my everyday business in these conversations in the party is on all side. So when something goes awry on Facebook and people are screenshotting it and sending it all over the world, except back to me, the one person who could fix it, um, it becomes like re- just really, really challenging in a way that isn't healthy for me. It's not healthy for the pe- anybody else involved. I want all of these spaces to be uplifting, resourceful, problem solving, engaging, talking about problems, never as an attack, never as a pointing fingers, never as a, you're wrong, I'm right. Like I don't, nobody gains from that. So, um, so yeah, so I'm so over Facebook. <laughs> um, the, it just, it just isn't a great platform, um, for a professional discourse, So we created the Slack channel. I did some research on other platforms, and this one seemed to work the best for being a nonprofit and giving access and people from different organizations talking. Um, So I've been just real thrilled with it and the conversations that have come up. I have to say it is like the one thing that can really motivate me through a day is to engage even in the smallest way with other people in my position and just have um, a resource to be able to ask a question, to get a response, to hear about some challenge somebody else is having and to realize, okay, I actually had that problem too. Here's how I solved it. Or uh, I need more information as well. <laughs> Please tell me how you fixed this or what you're looking at or any number of things. And this can be like from the smallest item about the email marketing platform you use to hiring a summer intern to compiling a list of manufacturers who sell direct to the trade in what our known what our information is on what those terms are and learning things like the direct trade terms can vary across the country and the way that a direct to trade program is structured on the West coast might not be the way it is structured on the East coast. And, um, all the challenges like you make assumptions based on something you heard from another showroom across the country, but that assumption doesn't work in your market because the whole, the whole rule book is different there. So the LSA and the networking component is just been a huge part for me of trying to push through these moments of feeling stuck and afraid and not quite sure which path to take to be successful, um, or not even to be successful, but to continue our success and prolong it. So I have to say, I think that's the thing that gets me the most it's okay. We've come to this point as a business. We've grown, we've grown, we've grown. We've definitely had our down years where we didn't grow, but overall the trend is positive. And how do I continue this growth? How do I continue to evolve the business? How do I continue to to do the next right thing for the business so that it can continue to thrive and grow and engage and reach new customers? or engage in different revenue streams. Uh, like how do I do all that and what's the next right move and knowing that like resources are finite, (laughs) like I can't try 25 different things. I have to really hone in on a good idea or two and just get into that. Um, it is just, it's really stressful. Um, (laughs) I, feel some guilt. Like if I can't quite get all the pieces in the right place, the way I want. Um, and so then I just like back off of everything. Um, so now I'm just like really trying to force myself to get back re-engaged. It's just can be, um, sometimes it feels like impossibly challenging. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's exciting too. That's why i own a business and do what I do. And it's, there's always something new to figure out, always a new problem to solve. It's not like I sit in a cubicle and do the same six tasks every day and then I go home. So I do enjoy that part of it very much, but it can also just be like a bit overwhelming and I don't want to mess up, you know, like I have all these people and their families that rely on a job and a paycheck and everything else. And I just wouldn't want to jeopardize or put anything in harm's way and not have it work as perfectly as I want it to in my mind. So it just like that, that, that fear and that stress can be a little bit debilitating. Like I've got this thing that works pretty good. What do I, I don't want to break it. (laughs) I just want to add on to it. You know, I want to add another level of success, another, another way of generating revenue, another path, um, to further spread out and, um, have different income channels and revenue streams to, you know, really ensure the long-term success of this business, because it is a scary world where, um, businesses in a really niche market like this are not guaranteed forever. We're not guaranteed success for decades and decades uh, to come. Who knows what's going to come for the home furnishings market in the next few years? Um, Who knows what's going to happen for independent businesses in the next few years? There's just a lot of variability out there that it is a little hard to bank on what's going to happen next and to know which is the right way to go for your business, for your staff, um, for your community, for continuing to be, you know, a part of the communities that we're all invested in, you know, which is part of the fun of owning a small business. Like I love y'all are going to laugh at me, but I mean, I don't love paying taxes. Don't get me wrong. But I do love that I pay taxes that support a community that I live in. You know, like it does help you feel so connected and honestly makes you care a lot about how that money's spent. <laughs> uh, but it does make me feel so connected to what's going on here and knowing that my business is a part of it. And I want to keep that going. You know, I don't want anything to, to harm that. I want to continue to be. Um, and a a helpful part of the community that I live in, in whatever way that is. And in our way, it's by ideally providing uh, an amazing resource and lighting and fans and electrical advice. And um, so we're just trying to do the best we can at that every single day. So it's just one of those moments in one's professional life that you realize it's time to like just do it, you know, like, (laughs) like, uh, let's not just keep sitting here and waiting for something to happen. Let's, you know, let's dive in, let's make it happen. Take the bull by the horn, pick your cliche. Um, but it is absolutely sort of terrifying. Um, but you know, this is how we generate success, right? Like you get to these points where, you know, you need to like take a leap you maybe have figured out a few things that'll work for your business and and it's just time to put in the hard work to get it done, knowing that if it pays off the reward and success and free time and everything else is going to be so huge for you and your business and your staff. Um, So you know that that's the case or could be the case, but it's just always that little nagging voice in the back of one's head that's like oh but what if it doesn't work out what if the timing ends up totally wrong and this is just a disaster and not the way I intended to be at all um that is what is so stressful and scary as an entrepreneur as a small business owner um yeah but here I am i you know doing the best we can, (laughs) just trying to find some inspiration, get past that sticking point and making things happen. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast. It'll be on the shorter side this week because how long can we belabor this point? I just feel like it's really important for all of us to think about new ways to inject energy into our business think about how you can take some steps to grow. Um, Think about the skills that your staff brings to your business and how you can maximize their skill sets instead of trying to take um, your model and make it work for somebody who doesn't necessarily think that way or maybe has some different creativities. How can you engage on their creativity and how they operate to grow your own business. I think that's a really uh, important thing as a business owner that's so easy to overlook because you're just so used to doing your thing your way and it's worked for you. But there might be some missed opportunities um, that another person can capitalize on. So I think that's really important to look at. And when you have these ideas of innovation or trying something new i think when you get to that point where you're like "Uh, how much more time am i really ready to go in on it i think that's when you have to just push through the fear as best you can if it's a well thought out decision if it's a uh, if it's a world, a marketplace you know a lot about, if it's something you think you can do competitively and successfully, I think you just have to like find a way to to dive in and do it, and don't let your fear get the best of you. But you know, invest in your strengths and what you know you can bring to the table. If you know that you've got this skill set that you can make money off of, that you can capitalize on. Um, use it. Do it push past the fear. And when you're stuck in a moment of fear, if you're a lighting showroom in North America, join the lighting showroom association and come have some conversations with your colleagues, um, that can really help unstick a problem or just give you an inspiration or an insight that maybe you didn't have before. And it's super, super helpful. I can't speak enough on how much how helpful it is to be pulled out of our little individual silos and get some support and engagement, um, from other people in, in jobs and situations just like yours, um, that aren't competing with you that only want the best for you and your business and our entire industry. All right, that's it y'all. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully this helped Uh, unstick a thought in your head and let you know that if you are feeling stuck or the next time you do have that moment, know you're not alone. We all get there and let's all join with one another and find ways to push through and learn and grow our amazing industry and community together. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time. Take care.